Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And um, we are continuing with the laws of uh, Kriyashma. <clears throat> we start a new simon today. Um, and in some schools, this will be contentious. Some schools, it won't be contentious. There's a, a difference of practice in many schools, um, especially when it comes to Yontav, but uh, even during the rest of the year, where there's certain piyutim, certain liturgical, liturgical, liturgical uh, um, additions are made um, within the brachas of Kriyashma. And we're going to see there's a difference of opinion between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramor as to whether this is in fact permitted. Um, and within the Ramor itself, a number of um, key halachic questions are raised, and the Mishnah Brewer will uh, delve into them. So the idea of adding uh, to our davening is not a simple one. Um, we know that Chazal fixed the prayers as they were. So, um, and not only that, when it comes to brochas, um, we usually don't want to interrupt the brocha with any, for any reason. What gives us the right, or how is it possible to add putim, add additional words uh, to, to these prayers, um, and does it form an a, um, interruption to them? Okay. Um, let's dive in and see... Uh, some of the issues surrounding this. The, so we're Simon Samaches, and there is just one if today. We aim to complete this today. Shulchan Aruch tells us, Yesh Mekomos, there are those places, Shemafsikim Babirchas Kriyashma Veloma Piyutim. They interrupt uh, the brachas of Kriyashma to say Piyutim, to say this, these uh, extra prayers. Shorok tells us it's, it's correct to actually um, withhold from saying them, because um, this constitutes uh, an interruption within the brochas of Krishma. On this, the Ramot comments, and he says, There is no Issa, there's no um, transgression by, by, by saying these putim. And in, in all of the places, in many places within Ashkenaz, the minig was to say these piyutim. But somebody who is lenient and doesn't say them uh, does not lose out. So we see already that the halacha is switching between different positions here. One, the Shochanah says, don't say them. The Ramah says, yes, we can say them, that's the practice. But he also adds that by not saying them, one's not missing out. So if one does, doesn't say them, what, what is the problem with that or what uh, arises from that? If you're not going to say these putim, then you shouldn't otherwise occupy yourself with anything else, even with learning Torah. And it's, it's, in, it's also to interrupt, and, and this is, these are the key words. So if, if what you do interrupts the piyut, interrupts the brocha, that's the problem, and being, and being osek is something else. During the time that the rest of the community is saying these piyutim. And how much more so is it uh, prohibited to speak any um, unnecessary words, um, words that are, have, have no mitzvah content or, or, um, or just general chat. 
Ah, but if you're learning just by thinking and learning, in other words, you're not speaking, you're not articulating your learning, but just casting your eye over the words of Torah, he looks at a sefer, at a book, um, and thinks about what he's reading. There is not, there's no problem in doing that. There is no, um, there's no issa. That isn't considered an interruption. To hear or love because hero thinking uh, is not akin to speaking, um, and therefore one can think and learn it without interrupting the, the broch of Krishna. But there is a, a separate problem here that um, what we're worried about, says Aramor, is that through learning, learning, a person will come to talk. And that will cause an interruption. Um, therefore, one shouldn't, uh, a person should not distance oneself, uh, separate oneself from the kehila, in the place where they are nohig to say piyutim. Uh, one should say the piyutim with them. Um, and the, in the bracket said the Maharil, the Darche Moshe. The Maharil is, as we know, a lot of the Minhogim of Ashkenaz descend, uh, are quoted and descend from the Maharil. He, he collated a lot of the Minhogim. Um, so uh, he's a very important person in, in, uh, in these discussions. So there's a number of items there really to, uh, to unpack, and the Mishnah Brewer will do this. Um, um, but we don't seem yet to have clarity on the, the, the bottom line with, uh, with, with saying Putin or not saying Putin. Um, interestingly, um, and we, we won't, uh, the, the Mishnah Bura doesn't quote the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, um, but the Shulchan Aruch HaRav does say his opening lines are on this seminar, one should stop saying Putin um, unless it causes machlokas. That, that uh, although there are, there is, are these, there is practice for, for saying um, Putim, he, he, he says at the beginning of the simon that one should stop it. It's not a good minute um, unless it causes machlokas uh, um, um, in the kahila by doing so. That's his position. And quite often the Mishnah Bura uh, will, will quote the Shulchan um, Ocharav. Uh, in this instance, in the, on that particular matter, he doesn't quote him. Uh, but what's also clear from the Shulchan Ocharav is this need also to maintain minhag. The concept of minhag is really important here. Um, and, uh, and we're going to see also, towards the end of today's learning, um, how this extends to um, switching one's havara. So if one speaks... Um, in terms of minute, if one speaks with an Ashkenazi pronunciation, can you switch to a Sephardi pronunciation or vice versa? And what happens if you are davening um, in a Sephardi minion, um, uh, if you're Ashkenaz and, and, and you're asked to daven from the Omid, for example, what should, you, um, what should you do? We'll see that towards the end, um, but all of that is governed uh, heavily by minute. Um, let us, though, go back to where we were at the beginning of the uh, the Shulchan Aruch, who said that, that there are places that they um, that they do say um, um, that they say the Putim, uh, it's best to prevent one should not do this because it creates a hefsek. And then there are more um, immediately jumps in and says De'ain um, There are there are there's an opinion that there's no uh, prohibition, there's no problem in in saying this Putim, and that's where we'll start. Sif Cotton Aleph in the Mishnah Bura. So there is no Issa here in saying Putim. 
So immediately Mr. Burung is bringing the potential problem. Um, the Gemara Brocha tells us that a Brocha is set as it is set, um, and in a place that um, they lengthen in a Brocha, one is not permitted to shorten it, and where a Brocha is short, one cannot lengthen it. And that seems to be exactly what we're doing here. We have a, a, a short er Brocha, and now we're lengthening it with Piyutim. So well, that's not a problem. Why? We're only talking about uh, in instance, in incidents where the brocha starts with Borocha to Hashem and concludes with, with the brocha, with Borocha to Hashem. One can't shorten that brocha. That one shouldn't um, start or shouldn't conclude um, by um, without, uh, outside of the text that's given. And similarly, the other way around, one can't extend the bracha. If they're short brachas, just with with just a simple bracha to Hashem um, and then a conclusion, and the kenim alacholom within a conclusion, one can't then extend those further. Because by changing the format. We're changing the format that Chazal gave us in in how to say brochas and what brochas need what form. But the the remainder of the uh, text of the brocha, so that's so we're essentially talking about the beginning and the end of um, uh, of, of a brocha. Um, but the the middle bit uh, that the Chazal did not fix that completely. The kach. Milos Davka, and it should be those specific words. The Imkain Hoylehem Lesake Nusach Kobrocha Bemilos Menuyos. Otherwise, they should have instituted each brocha with a defined number of words. Lashmi Enu Kobrocha Brocha Benuschosa, and should have recorded every brocha with its correct text. Vzelamotsino, and we don't find such a thing in, in, in Shas and Poskin, or certainly in Shas. Because of a Rambam, Perik Aleph the Krishma, and the Rambam writes in the first Perik of Krishma, it's a, a general principle he, he brings. Call him a Shana Matbeer Shetovachachomim, the Brochos, Harazet Toa. Anyone who changes the, the format in which the Chazal instituted Brochos uh, is making a mistake. One needs to go back and make the Brocha uh, exactly in the way it was formed. Because of the case of Mishnah, Perik Alaf Mibrochas, and the case of Mishnah there uh, elaborates and says, Vedavakim Posach Bebrocha Bemokum Shelo Tiknu Lif Toach. This is specifically in a, in, where he opens with a brocha in a place uh, that they did not institute to, uh, to, to, to start or to or, to, or, or Chosam or to conclude. Mokum Shomu Shelo Lachdom, in a place where they said not to. Conclude. Don't do things where they they didn't say there has to be a conclusion to the brocha. Or shechisa mi brochas haruchos, or you 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 um, lessen from the longer brochas haschola habrocha, or the uh, the for the uh, the beginning of the brocha shem matcheles b'sheim umalchos. It starts with the, with with Hashem's name and with his kingship. Brocha to Hashem elokeinu melacholam.
or Shalosiyim B'Shem, or where um, he doesn't conclude with Baruch Hashem, with Hashem's name. Aval, but Im Shino Benusach Abrocha, if in the middle bit, if he changes the some of the text of the Brocha, Velo Oma Osa Loshen Mamush, Elosh Oma Benusach Acher, Brocha, where he he perhaps he hasn't said exactly the text that perhaps is received received of, of that in the middle part, but uh, he he does he does um, when he. Um, but the, the, what he's saying does concern the matter at hand of the brocha. Even if he misses a few words, he still fulfills the, the brocha and the mitzvah uh, after the fact. So the crucial part is the beginning and the end, if it's, uh, if it's a, if a, if a longer brocha. The middle bit, although we have a set text for that, if he changes it for some reason, um, then he still fulfills his obligation of that, uh, that brocha. Because he's, he's done the right thing by mentioning the name of Hashem and his kingship within the context of the Brocha. Except for those words where Chazal went out of their way to say um, that uh, they, we have to be exact with those. Um, and otherwise, it, pre- it prevents the, the completion of the mitzvah. Go going, for example. If he doesn't mention um, the the concept of bris and Torah in the in in the benching, um, and in the Shemona Esrei he doesn't say mashivaruach when he needs to say it. Other such examples. The calls Avraham, and this is all brought in the Mogen Avraham. Simon Samachdalad, Simon Kuf. Uh, if you see the Mogren Avraham in those two places, you'll find a greater treatment of this. That the Vilna Gaon writes, that the Rambam in the, in the first paragraph of Brochus, he actually goes, he, he, um, he goes back on this. And he holds that even in uh, an extended Brocha, he goes as far as saying, even if you don't say the end of the brocha, um, as uh, ideally it should be said, um, nevertheless, um, after the fact, you have fulfilled your obligation. And that is the, the first opinion brought in Simon Kufpe Zion, Sif Aleph, Ayin Shom. See there for more detail. Okay, so let's take stock where we are so far. Um, the Mr. Bur is telling us that adding in, effectively adding in the words of Pewter into the Brocha of Krishma isn't a problem, uh, uh, the, isn't an essential problem, because um, as long as it has something, as long as that, those Pewter um, uh, are relevant for the, the matter at hand, it's not considered interruption. Um, and one can, and one can um, add words uh, or change the Nusach um, if, if they do retain the, uh, the flavor of that Brocha. Um, okay, base. Calls man, so the, where the, this is going to run more. So um, after telling us there are places that say uh, uh, Putin, the places that don't say Putin, but um, one shouldn't learn Torah um, 
because it's also to, to interrupt and to occupy yourself with something which is um, uh, which is not to do with the brocha and when the, when the tzibur is, is saying the pewter. And this is Kuzman, in Bayez Kuzman, Shad Sibro, the whole time that the, the Tzibur um, is, uh, is occupied in the Putim. Who had din, says Mishnah Burah, Fidu im Kavar Gemahu, Havat So this applies um, even if he has com- um, completed, and the Tzibur had Putim. Um, one second. Gemahu, Vat Sibro, Hapiutim, Brochahu, Robin Bain Perek. So this would apply, says the, says the Mishnah Bura, um, if he's completed everything he needs to say, um, and the the Sibur are uh, have completed their piyutim and the bracha, and he's he, he's, in the, he's now between Perik and Perik, between the prokim of Krishma. So even at those points, one shouldn't learn uh, directly out loud. Gam kein osalafdik. Also, it's it's prohibited to interrupt between one bracha and the next. Gemur should be toch kach, and that is going on. Um, because by learning Torah out loud, um, so 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 he, the, the Ramad then tells us that what, what, although one can't learn Torah out loud, one can think about learning. That's okay because that doesn't that's not as far that doesn't go as far as speaking, but. Through doing that, through learning quietly in, in, in thought, the warriors will come to, the, to speech. Uh, there will be there'll be interruption because somebody will come to speak um, 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 after some time. Says Mr. Brosh, we toch kach gimel. Rotzelam means to say kashayuru hahamon. When the general populace will see him learning from a sefer, shu b'stakel b'sefer b'yovov gam kinadabe. Um, they will come to, to speak. They'll say, oh, right, so it's time to do something else now, is it? And they'll have a chat with their neighbor. But really, um, just, just purely uh, thinking and learning, um, that would, one can be leaned to that matter. But, um, um, and this is the wider question now, when the chazan says Kaddish, then one should stop learning, even thinking in learning. Uh, because one has to have intention um, during Kaddish uh, to say Yehishme Rabo and have it and say it with intention. And to, so one needs to think about what one's doing. So one shouldn't be learning at that time. Dalit, Ein La Odom. He, the Ramal thing is that a person shouldn't distance a person shouldn't distance himself from the kehila in a place where they aren't custom, where they're accustomed to say um, Putin. The Mr. Brewer tells us that Umoreinu Harav Chaim Vital Kosav the the Rav Chaim Vital writes B'shem Ha'Arizal in the name of the Arizal his, his Rebbe Shlohaya Omer Putin Upismonim that the 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 um, the Ariza would not say putim or pismonim, elo masha sidru harishonim, except that which, except that which was um, organized and, and placed in the nusach by the rishonim kagon hakaliri, uh, like the rebbeleza hakaliro, shenisknu al derech emes they were established um, with with ruach hakodesh uh, with great um, insight and wisdom. Those are the only types of 
additions that the, the Arizal would, would say. Um, he, in fact, he would go as far as not saying the, um, that, the piyat of, of Yigdal uh, that we say in Shul. We call Mokom, Heid Beno Shel Moreno Harav Chaim Vital, Aloviv. So Rav Chaim Vital, following his Rebbe, the, the, um, uh, the Rizal, would not say Yigdal. However, the, the, um, Rav Chaim Vital's son tells, says about his father, when his father was the Shliach Sibur, the Kahal in Kehila, during the Yom Neroyim, he would say all the Vidois and all the Piyutim, so even though he had a personal preference not to, and like his rabbi, not to say any Putim that were outside the Roshonim or of Eleazar Khalir, um, nevertheless, um, when it came to the Yom Neroyim and, and the shuls would say it, he would, he would quite happily, as Shliach Sebel, would say all of these things. And the Mishnah tells us that a uh, chacham should, should understand from this and take, uh, take Musa um, not to change minhogim. Um, this is a very important principle. We don't change minhogim, um, um, and then that's uh, yeah, and that's and then, then that's a lot um, which uh, has to do with this here. Um, okay, uh, that's probably a subject for a separate uh, talk on, the, on its own. But but we'll leave it there for now. Uba shlo harich b'shem ha'goonim. The shlo elaborates in the name of the goonim. Shemitzvah loma piyutim. It is a mitzvah to say piyutim. He held this differently. It's actually a good thing to do. Ukasha piyut Rabbi Lezer v'chayus ha'shecheino merubois l'kisehu l'hato eishin v'sovah in shom. Those those were piyutim that he would he would say particularly. The, it's brought in the minhagim of the the shorshet tefillah. The person should not change from the minhag of his place. Mentioned right at the beginning, one should not change from one nusach to another. Um, and interestingly, it brought the dush. bring a note here. So. Um, The, the, yeah, that, that really one shouldn't change. But what happens if somebody is educated uh, at a young age to, to daven in, in Wondersach, but um, is not perhaps uh, what his parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents uh, used? And it's difficult for him to change to a, to a, um, to back to uh, so the, uh, the Nusach in the Haim. Um, so Rev. Shlomo Zaman Orbach, Zatzal Haskins, <coughs> Um, no, in fact, rather Gedolei uh, Achronim, which would include the Shlomo Zalman, but in this case it's the Chaznish, um, that um, that it's permitted to continue davening in the Nusach which one has learnt as a child. Uh, and Rav Shlomo Zalman um, Paskins um, that one should educate one's children in the Nusach of the Shul uh, in which he davens. Um, what happens if a person goes to live in Eretz Israel? What should one do with one's uh, um, davening there? So again, Rav Shlomo Zalman says, if one is um, 
uh, uh, one should, if one's um, going to um, make Aliyah and live uh, permanently in, in Eretz Israel, then he should daven the, the, according to the minig of the B'nai Eretz Israel um, and follow uh, their customs and all the customs of their tefillah. So, um, um, so that may so, the, so there that would be absolutely permitted to change minhogim because of the change of place um, uh, under those circumstances. Um, there are some very more, more interesting notes here, um, and if one wants to look them up, they're in digital number four um, around um, davening in a in a shul, davening in nusach svarad shul. If you're Ashkenaz. Um, and a whole discussion around um, it seems to be many hold that you can daven your silent Shemona Esrei in your own Nusach but if you're davening out loud and if you're davening from, from the Omad you should daven the Nusach of the Shul even if the, the, the Kehillah is not there at the time you must maintain the Minug according to many of the, the place of the Shul itself and not change it just because that's not your Nusach uh, and you've, you're there safe to form a minion. Anyway, let's let's go on for um, for now. Um, the we are in the middle of Sif Cotton Dalad, um, and um, we've just said about changing one's nusach from Ashkenaz to Sfarad or all the way around. Um, so, why shouldn't one is 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 one nusach not more preferable than the other? Is one not more authentic than the other? Says the Mishabura. Uh, there are 12 gates in heaven that correspond to the 12 tribes each and every shevet each and every tribe has its own minig um, and way of doing things um, and therefore there is no one way uh, so if you're minig Ashkenaz, Sfarad or, or, or Edut Mizrach um, you're doing the right thing uh, as long as you're consistent. Um, if you're an Ashkenaz davening in a Sephardi minion or the other way around, you absolutely fulfill your obligation of tefillah, even though um, there may be um, differences in minhag and differences in, in, the, in the nusach and the text of the tefillah itself. This is, these are to do with the minhogim uh, central to the davening. Gomorrah, but when we but when we uh, are talking about things mentioned in the Gomorrah or B'divrei Haposkim Shalom Gomorrah, who Shovelakol there, so there, there's no room for different minhogim. If it's mentioned in the Gomorrah, then that's what the Gomorrah says, and that's what we all follow. Uh, where other minhogim have developed around that, not mentioned in the Gomorrah, then then uh, um, then that's uh, there's no problem with that at all. But mentioned in the Gemara, or from postkim that uh, derived from the Gemara, um, then we follow uh, follow that, and everyone does it equally and the same. And under those circumstances, one can't sort of do one's own thing. Sif cotton hay may had sibor. So we, we said that the, the Ramah said one cannot divorce oneself from and separate oneself from the Sibur in, in the place where they are uh, have the minig to, to say putim. Uh, one should join with them, I did, he says the Ramah. Um, uh, the Mishnah Baruch, Sikot and Hei, I am the Mogain Avraham, see the Mogain Avraham, 
on Pesach when the Chazonim they extend the, the, with, with tunes the, the Tefillah it's preferable that the Piyotim should be before the beginning of the Brocha of Yotzer or the Barov have a Piyot Shlom Eina Brocha because quite often uh, the majority of the Piyot have nothing to do with the Brocha uh, and we said right earlier that the the allowance to change the text within a long brocha, brocha, for example, is because the text has something to do with the brocha. If the text is something completely different, there's a danger of being a hefseik within that brocha. And then if it's a very long extended chazonus, uh, singing, then um, if, if, if we extend the amount of time to say the whole brocha, um, then that would be considered an interruption. That's why best to say the piyot before before the brocha starts. Ideally, one should be concerned for this because we saw earlier in Simon Samachai, See there again. If the if the the chazan davening from the omad forgot to say the piyot um, and reached the end of the brocha. One can't then say, oh, 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 let me go quickly, go make it up, and I'll do it, say it now. That would be also to do that. Uh, in Yoma, we're in Chanak uh, at the moment. Um, if you miss Al-Hanisim, uh, um, one doesn't try and make up uh, that later on if one didn't say it in the normal course of the Amida. Um, and finally, uh, the Sif Koton Vov, one should keep with the tzibur or not to do something entirely different. But if one is davening alone, one should not say the putim um, davening uh, privately, uh, only in a minion. He says, um, 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 by uh, on, the, on the side, uh, um, uh, in passing, in passing, the the Mishnah tells us, "Masha Harbi Mehamonim Tayim Kippa." There's a big mistake that many make, many people make on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. When when the Chazan starts um, uh, with a tune for Yotzer Or, uh, and the the piut. The common the, the period that's in, within the, the davening of Oros may Ophel Vamavaihi, Achach Maschilin Hachamon Miyad Melech or Slachno, that uh, immediately after the Chazan said um, um, that period with a, with, a, with a tune, the, uh, incorrectly the people dive into um, Melech or Slachno, the Eno Maschilin Habrochamirsh, they don't begin the Brocha from the very beginning, the Roy Lahazirom, as one should. Um, uh, warn them on this and say that what they're doing is incorrect. Right, we uh, at this point will pause. Um, we've completed Simon Samaches. Um, as always, uh, do check with your local Orthodox rabbi what the practice is in their shul and one, as we've heard, um, the importance of minuk and uh, uh, and not deviating from that. But um, 